This is a global original podcast. Hi and welcome to Confessions of a Modern Parent. The podcast where my husband Mark and I discuss the challenges, difficulties, frustrations and ultimately the joys of being parents and step-parents to four wonderful, talented, beautiful daughters aged between 25 and 12. Ooh. This is a juicy one because we. It really, is juicy. Yeah, we we often don't listen. Well, we never listen to what Carlitos or Maddie are going to say. And in this one, before I'm honest, before <laughs> and, and well, yeah, we don't listen when they're talking. We go out and make a cup of tea, and that's that. Um, and on this one, I was really, really, really worried. I wasn't. I was because I don't want to be an embarrassment. I yeah, so because don't you want to be, be cool, Dad. Yeah, I do. I want to be the but cool get dad. Over it. I wasn't worried one iota. But you make you've made a career of being embarrassing. Well, it's just I just <laughs> think that I think I think children become very sexist. I think a lot of teens are very sexist Ooh. to their mums. I think they want their mums. It's almost it's almost like a, patri- a mini patriarchal society. Whereas wow. you've reached this age, can you please now sit down, shut up, and be quiet? Hang on a minute. This is an intro to this chat. You've just started up a whole new <laughs> podcast subject there. Whoa, wait. Let's just get on with sexist this one. teens. Yeah, no, we're doing no guys. No, we're doing embarrassing parents. <laughs> Tis the season to almost be jolly. La, 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 la. So we're choosing a lighter topic again yes. this week. Um, we've had a lot of doom and gloom this oh, year. Oh, that's toffee drinking again right at the beginning. Yeah. If you're new to our podcast, you'll know that due to COVID-19, we are not in a studio and we, were in, we are in our very busy house. Yes. We've got dogs that glitter clatter. We've, we've got, got dogs that lap up water and chew on bones. We've got children and postmen. Oh, that's funny. Uh-huh. What is today's chat about? A lovely segue. <laughs> well, last week we did What Do We Hate About Being Parents? And um, our daughter Maddie and my friend Lisa's son, Carlitos, both a lot of what they hated about, or, you know, jokingly said they hated about parents was the embarrassing things that they did. Yeah. So we thought, oh, there's another podcast in that. Yeah. For sure. So we're going to delve into that a bit deeper. Talk yeah. about our, our embarrassing parents. I think embarrassment is a really important word. I, I, I love these words when we sort of decide upon a subject and then you sort of think about the word embarrassment. And if you yeah. think about it, being a teenager or a tween, you know, especially... You're at that point where everything is about image and you feel like, you know, you know, wrongly, you feel like the whole world is looking at you, that you stand out a mile, that you're the centre of the world and at the same time you want to be hidden from the world. Do you know what I mean? It's a real, it's a conflation of all those kind of mixed emotions. But as a parent, I mean, I'm just sitting here thinking, I felt when, when girls moved from just wanting to be snuggled up and, and believing that we were a god and goddess... Mm. into, oh, you're so embarrassing, Mum. I'm just actually taking myself back. It was actually really, it's actually quite painful when that I happens. was really sad when I was it's, no longer a goddess. Yeah, it's very, it's very, very painful. And I yeah, remember um, Linda, a lovely makeup artist at work, saying to me, but if you're embarrassing your children, you're doing the right thing. You're a good mum. And I have not understood for all these years, ever mm. since, I have not, uh, I've not understood what she meant, but I'm getting it now. But and is she's that, right. Is that true, though? 
partly, I think. I don't know if I necessarily agree. I I think that partly, yeah, and we'll get onto that later. Why I think that, and why I'm seeing that Mm. transition with the girls now moving into something else. I mean, that's my point. What I'm trying to say is is that I think when you're a teenager, you're at a heightened sense of sensitivity, Mm. and so the smallest, most ordinary things Mm. in let's let's just assume for a minute that they're not your parents, teenager, they're just adults. Would you be as cringe, you know, would you just be yeah. as embarrassed and sort of cringing? It's not. In I mean, all their friends will think we're fantastic. Yeah. Like, they think all their friends' parents are fantastic. Exactly. Because we are an extension of them and they're feeling everything so keenly. They feel like everything, they're being watched with everything that they do. You know, they'll mm. sometimes they'll chat about, oh, I did this and everybody saw and what would everybody think? And it seems so trivial to me. But to them, it's enormous. So we're just another part of them. So what, by extension, what we do embarrasses them. But, I think you're right. I think it's one of those subjects, though, that could could get surprisingly close to the bone, actually, because if I think about it, and we'll get onto this later, and we'll talk about our own experiences of our own parents, because that always helps, doesn't it, to better understand your own teens is what you went through. But, um, you know, if I think about it, the girls really, really skirt their friends around us, don't they? they I mean, I, I worry that perhaps our girls are really embarrassed to us. Yeah, no, they totally. No, but on a on a no, level on a level even more extreme. No, no, no. But on a level more extreme than even ordinary. No, don't make a meal of it. We just like every other parent is a bit worse because we're on social media. Mm. Everybody's like that. I mean, the worst thing in the world was somebody to see my dad or talk to my mum. I don't think it's changed at all. Mm. I think it's just okay. It's, well, the, it's the rite of passage. But we'll talk later about okay, why. So I how think embarrassed were you as a teenager of your parents? Mortified by oh, right, my parents. Okay. Absolutely mortified. My mum had an Afghan coat, hippie <laughs> Afghan coat. You know, which now everyone would kill her for. You know. And it had like a shaggy fur around it and the embroidered, the mm. classic 70s. Okay. And it stank Ooh, it, of, of goat. Because it was made God. of goat. <laughs> um, but it's really weird because I can still think of the smell and I can Sorry. still think so that of, the, of the sort of the... In, in, one, in one way, it was very disconcerting, but in another way, it was very comforting because it's very much my mum's smell. The smell of goat and a mixture of perfume and goat. And so she used to wear that. Sorry, you're just going to have to forgive me for a minute. Just Can we just pause? Because this is quite ordinary to you. Oh. But a mother smelling of goat is very well, no, unusual. no, it wasn't her. It was a goat. No, no, no. I know, but when she wore it, the idea of her smelling of goat is quite something. It's, it's, a, it's a very pungent smell. Yeah, and she was just, you know, she baked her own bread and made her own muesli and made the ice cream and made the butter. And I just wanted mother's pride to sound. I mean, my packed lunch box. Right. I used to feel like my skin was being blistered, you know, really? great rocks of homemade bread with hummus. You know, all I wanted was a cheap bag of crisps, some cheap white bread with some really cheap ham in it. I wanted I wanted more than anything else in the world a double decker biscuit or a penguin biscuit in my pat lunch box. And a, a fizzy drink. And actually yeah. what I had was and it was always in an old margarine pot as well. You know, the old square we'd buy the big... Do you remember that soft margarine? Yeah, yeah, you'd get yeah. in a, like, huge vat. Mm. And it would be... It, I didn't even have a proper pat lunchbox. And, I mean, when I think back... Well, actually, at the time, I believed that my mum must have the most terrible, cruel streak in her. Terrible. Why? Because you thought she was actively punishing you? Because I thought, how could you allow me 
to be this mortified right. every single day. So it's, it's very much and like I they think, were making a conscious decision to embarrass you. Yeah, I mean, of course they weren't, no, no, but it, she was just make do and mend. Why would I buy a packed lunchbox when I've got a soft scoop margarine box here that would do just fine? And I think I am so uh, um, painfully aware of that with the girls. It's like anything... Anything like that, like packed lunchboxes, always had to be gorgeous new packed lunchboxes. Their school shirts had to be lovely crisp white because we always had crimpling, curled under. I mean, why did she Why did she not just buy me a cotton shirt? And my socks were always grey. I mean, they weren't not washed, but if they sometimes went in with something black and they were a bit grey, they would stay grey. But, you know, those girls mm. had, like, really nice ribbons and really white, white socks and white So were you emba- So what was making you embarrassed at the various points? Was it what your friends thought or how yeah. uncool you were or how no. uncool they were? Or? I wasn't aware of the word cool. I had no idea right. what it meant. I just right. never knew what cool... I'd never heard, but heard it. But it just wasn't what every other kid was doing. I just wanted to be polished like the other... Like I thought all the other girls were. Like, but, yeah. of course, they wouldn't have been. Right. There would have been one or two girls that were polished like that and I wanted to be like and actually things haven't really changed because no, no, I'm still when, I was, when I'm thinking about it and I'm thinking I won't name names but certain loose women when they come into the meeting and I mean my god I look as rough as asses in the meeting and they come in and they haven't done anything special but they've got a really nice pair of shoes they've got a really nice bag and they've got a nice job and their just nails are done and I sit there and I'm in exactly the same place really? I was when I was at school. Exactly. Just like a mm. bit like awkward. And then I might make a bit of an effort next time, but it doesn't really ever work. Yeah. It just doesn't work. You see, it's funny because when I think back and, and I think about my mum and being embarrassed, if I'm really honest, I don't think I was ever embarrassed of her or what she did. In a weird way, even at a young age, it, because it was quite chaotic and very unlike most of my other friends, all of whom had two parents and it was all very sort of, you know, 2.4 kids and all that, very normal. Not all of them, but most of them. Yeah, of course you um, wouldn't have known what was going no, on. No, 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 absolutely. And you don't know how, you know, how sort of unhappy those homes could still be. So, but because it was very... And because I knew my mum, you know, I've said this before on this podcast, for, for many years, until quite old, you know, probably about 13, 12, I, I very much viewed my mum as a sort of rock star, you know, she led a very sort of glamorous life. She was always in demand. She was always wanted by people. She was always she was always unattainable to me, and she was always out of reach. And so that kind of doesn't allow you to be embarrassed because she was leading quite a cool life, actually. You know, if I look back, she was... And when I say cool, this is not a sanctioning of this behaviour, but by, you know, many teenagers say, oh, what, she was drinking, she was taking drugs, yeah. she was having sex, she was doing this, she was doing that. But usually the children of parents like that feel mortified with embarrassment yeah, that their parents are like that, yeah, well, even if other kids think it's cool. No, I agree, but it didn't really, up until about the age of 12, 13, it didn't really happen in front of friends because... As a, when we were kids, did we really think about the word cool? I, I didn't, I had no cool. No, no, I didn't really think about cool. Never but, was said, the word cool never was so said. So the word embarrassment, so, so to, to, to try and remember what embarrassment was as a, as a child, it was about when was the first time I felt my skin blister? That's, for me, what embarrassment is, is when you feel the blush coming and you are painfully aware of something just being awfully, oh, this is so embarrassing. And that was, unfortunately, around, you know, my mum's sexuality when that started to kind of come out. And I've talked about that before. That was when I became embarrassed, not 
anti or against or believing she was wrong, but I was embarrassed in the true sense of the word about everything to do with what was my home and my life and the the women I lived with, because it was my mum and her partner, and the state of the house we were in and everything. Everything about it was embarrassing. Everything about my life from the age of 13 onwards was embarrassing. I, I hated it. And, and so she couldn't do anything right. But the weird thing was, was she was as embarrassed as I was. So she wasn't really there much either. So do you know what I mean? It was a very odd times. So It's interesting in- that you say 13. Yeah. And it's, it's, I can mark it with all the girls, 13. Something happens at 13. Oh, yeah. Where they it's you the just Kevin become the most moment. embarrassing It's thing. the Kevin and Perry moment. But it's the moment that they, they realise their, their, their rose-tinted glasses fall off and they well, realise yeah, that they actually realize you're what fallible we are. They realise we're fallible and that, that they don't want to necessarily be just like us. Mm, exactly. Um, so that's very hard. It's very hard. I mean, I do think our girls have... I mean, I, was, I, was, I used to be very embarrassed about my dad because my dad was an actor and he'd be at home sometimes, you know, and everyone would go, oh, does your dad not work, you know? And I said, well, that's not my dad, that's the lodger. I always pretended he was the lodger. Like I pretended my mum's girlfriend was her sister, her, my aunt. Yeah. And, I think, and I think, I might have said this before on another podcast, we, I, used to be, I was mortified that we had sort of bohemian curtains because mm. all I wanted was neck curtains. So my sister and I, Dina, used to go to um, netball uh, every Tuesday evening. And um, we used it for, for months and months and months. We'd get dropped off at the the house a couple of long we, they were Greek Cypriot and they had those classic very swirly neck curtains you know the drapes but I think now how naff that was oh mm. my god and we'd go bye and we'd go up the gate and we'd stand at the door and so everyone in the van thought that was our house oh right and it wasn't our house and then at you all scoot over to yours. we couldn't bear them oh to see god. our house which oh was habitat and all that sort yeah, of yeah. stuff oh know? right because it was cool see I was embarrassed but it wasn't house. cool I didn't think it was cool no no I no, no, no. Well, I, was about, I went to school with like you know the children of film directors it was a state school but it was like in Holland Park so I was going to school with Peter Greenaway's daughter Michael Nyman's daughter all these people and I was in a two bit a semi-detached shithole where we didn't even get new furniture. We just kept the furniture that we bought with the house from the woman. That, so it was bright red, lurid red and horrible. And I remember just being so, so embarrassed of mm. everything about the way it was. My bedroom, my bed, my bedhead went into a cupboard. You know, so there was... But it's I, interesting, isn't it? Because no matter what you give your kids, and our kids mm. are very unmaterialistic, very... You know, and actually Maddie liked this house when it didn't have the extension, when it was a smaller mm. house. And yet I know she compares the way we live all the mm. time to her other friends. And sometimes I want to go, God, you've got no way That's to weird, do. isn't it? Yeah, because she says, she does, she hates anything extra and she hates excess and she hates luxury and well, she hates I mean, I know we live in a nice house. But and I she mean... hates this and she hates that. But it's no, but I just think it's inbuilt, them to, inbuilt in them to compare yeah. Their friends and the way their friends live. So here you are. You've given your kids a beautiful home, okay. and they and they, yet they still feel embarrassed about something about it. I don't know what it is, but there's something they're embarrassed about. Well, I think we need to kind of get quite quickly into some probably of how messy it is. <laughs> we need to get into quite quickly some of what Maddie and Carly just thinks. I think we should listen to Maddie first. But before we do, if I'm honest, when I was thinking about this, of all the times we've asked Maddie to give a contribution to the podcast, I've been the most worried about this of all of them. Mm. Of all of them, and and because I actually do, and I'm, I'm saying this not because I want, I'm not saying this as a, for any other reason other than I think it's important on these chats to be really honest in case it resonates with someone else. I always get really worried 
that Maddie is embarrassed of things like the fact that I don't drink and that we are a family that is impacted by mental health problems and have a consciousness and a conversation about this. She's always very, you know, she's very supportive of my sobriety. And she even says that her friends all like drinking, you know, will often sort of send her a note and go, oh, I'll tell your dad congratulations. I got very worried about that. And then I get, and then I also get very worried. I, I do feel competitive. And I wonder if other dads feel this. I get competitive about the dads of her friends. You know, how funny are they? Oh, how so cool are true. they? I know, it's and, so and, and, and I worry well, that she might find... You just find, go grey. Yeah, if I, she says anything, you lose yeah. all the colouring. I know what I'm being honest about. I'm sort of owning it. And I'm just saying, you know, I think this is a problem for most dads. I think all dads have a slightly competitive streak. But I'm sure it's there for mums too. I notice when she comes home and says, I had such and such as roast potatoes. I've never seen more blood drained from your face faster you immediately go to ordering the greatest potatoes be in the country and then better than my potatoes yeah, exactly and suddenly they're having hasselbacks for the rest of our life okay so, so let's so, listen to maddie so in the last podcast i kind of talked a lot about um the embarrassment i feel around my family and the youtube channel and stuff but i didn't talk about the kind of embarrassment that comes with friends <laughs> and um it's stuff outside of the channel basically um, I feel like I kind of don't anymore, at least. I don't really let my friends meet my parents. Like, they don't properly meet them like they used to, obviously, when I was little and would have, like, play dates and all that kind of stuff. Um, I feel like... Which is weird because the people I'm friends with now, I think, are the people I'm going to just be friends with for life. Um and my parents know them the least out of people I've known over the years. Um, I also feel like a lot of my friends are kind of intimidated by my family because they have a YouTube channel and stuff and because they kind of see them on TV or in newspapers in the shops or on social media. When they kind of, like, come to the house or if they meet my parents, they're a bit like, uh, 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 I don't know what to do. <laughs> Uh, so I tend to not put them in that awkward situation. So my, you know, my friends already kind of meet my parents. I mean, you know, like a lot of my close friends have met them, but it's quite brief. Um, I feel like the only person kind of in my life at the moment that's properly spoken and kind of interacted with them is Patrick, my boyfriend. <laughs> um, that's because he's my boyfriend. And I think... Yeah, I remember the one thing that used to really embarrass me, and I know that, like, practically all parents do it, is just when you your parents meet a friend of yours for the first time and they go, I've heard so much about you. And my mum would do it all the time, and I would always be like, oh, my God, like, the person's going to think I'm such a weirdo, keep talking about them to my parents. Um, and it, it used to embarrass me so much. Not so much anymore, because I'll just, you know, laugh it off or something. But... Um, yeah, it's weird because, like, uh, again, I just feel like the embarrassment with my... When it comes to my friends is, again, the social media and probably just the fact that, as a family, we're in the open eye because there's a lot of my friends that kind of feel like they can't be a certain way because they're friends with me and don't want to ruin an image of sorts. And I'm like, it doesn't matter. Like, <laughs> just live your life. Um... So I feel like there's quite a lot of embarrassment that comes with that, or it'll be like, you know, um, I'm out with people and or at party or something, they're like, oh, my God, you can't do that because, you know, your parents are da-da-da-da, and it's just like, I can jump over a fence if I want to, do you know what I mean? 
Um, and But then again, that's not even embarrassment straight towards my parents. It's more just like the embarrassment that's come with um, their, what they do. Um, but yeah, I feel, I feel like I also get embarrassed sometimes because it's also what I like about the family. But I also get embarrassed sometimes about just how crazy we are because obviously a lot of my friends have crazy families but not quite on the level <laughs> we're on. And um, I, I think sometimes I also get a bit, not even embarrassed, just kind of feel different that my family has so many kind of like mental health problems obviously everybody's got mental health problems but I just feel like when I kind of explain my family we just sound like such a bunch of uh I don't know just a mess <laughs> um which we are but you know um I think sometimes it's when I kind of talk about my family to people that I clock I I realize you know wow my family's actually insane <laughs> Um, and that's a good thing and a bad thing. Like, I wouldn't want us to be normal, do you know what I mean? Like, I, I like that we're loud and insane and many, many other things. Um, but, yeah, I feel I feel embarrassed sometimes for the sake of my friends because they feel so kind of awkward when they're here. And it's not even that mum and dad make them feel awkward because, you know, they're very, like welcoming and friendly but it's just I think I'd feel the same if I had a friend who's who I was seeing their parents like everywhere all the time and then I met them I'd be a bit like oh, 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 oh dear and I think my friends always really want them to like them and they're like oh they won't like me because like they're famous and I do I drink and I do drugs and like they're not gonna like me and because they're very against that so it's kind of all just stuff like that but nobody else kind of gets with other people's parents. I, when I go to friends' houses, I'd never feel, like, a sense of um, having to be something, which I think my friends feel with my family. Not Again, not because they make the, my friends feel like that, but it's just my friends are really doing it to themselves. But I guess if I'm always like, if my family weren't, so in the public eye, then people would probably feel less inclined to, like, be pretend to be something when they're in the house or when they're around my parents or try and avoid them. Because so I have really close friends of mine that, you know, I love so much and I'm always going to be friends with for life. And they literally cannot face my parents. And I don't understand what it is. It's just, like, they can't just fathom the idea of, I don't know, talking to my parents they find it really scary and they've said to me you know if my parents weren't in the public eye and stuff they probably wouldn't feel like that but it's just because they are um and I also feel like a lot of my friends because for me obviously I've always had mum's always been in the public eye so I'm used to it I don't really think that deeply into it until like friends or something mention it and ask me about it and then I'm like, oh, yeah, it's quite strange. Um, but I feel like because my when my friends are kind of around me or the family, they suddenly feel watched as well because they're like, oh, shit, you know, there's people that are going to be watching me now because I'm friends with you. And I remember I've been really embarrassed in the past when, like, I'll tag friends in a post or something and then all of the subscribers of mum and dads that follow me then end up, end up following my friends because I don't want 
that for my mates because then they're just like, oh, now I've got all these people I don't know watching me, probably judging what I'm doing. So sometimes I feel like it's unfair of me to have friends sometimes because I'm like, I'm putting them in a place that, first of all, they don't want to be in and they don't have to be in. Um, but yeah, I so I, you know, that's not even, <laughs> that got a bit deep. That's not even down to my parents. That's just down to them being in the public eye, I think. And embarrassment is part of it, but there's also other feelings along with that. I don't think embarrassment's the main thing, but yeah. Uh, and also, um, I always get so embarrassed with Dad when we go to McDonald's drive throughs <laughs> because um, you know how sometimes when you're talking to the intercom, is that the word? Um, and they don't really understand what you're saying or like this, I don't know, the, quali the quality's bad or something. And Dad gets really stressed out with orders. Like, he does it as well when, he's at this, when we're at the cinema. And I'm just like, Dad, all I want is a medium salty popcorn and a drink. And he'll start sweating and be like, oh, my God, I can't remember. What do you want? You say it, you say it. And it stresses me out. So McDonald's is, like, the worst. It's worse than the cinema. So whenever Dad has to start talking uh, in the drive through at McDonald's, I just, like, sink into my seat and cover my ears. Because not even that he's rude, but he's just... Oh, he just messes it up and... He gets, he stresses himself out and it stresses me out and it embarrasses me. Um, and I've been doing that ever since I was like really little and dad would take me and Kiki to like McDonald's drive throughs when we were like, when I was like five and stuff. And I'd just sink into the chair and cover my ears. Uh, so that's pretty embarrassing. Wow, that was, I thought that was really, you know what, when I hear Maddie talk like that, just parking myself aside as her father, I'm really impressed in a way, with how complicated she, you know, she can describe really complicated emotional situations and she can still be really fair, or it mm. feels like she can still be really fair and objective about what the causes are and who's kind of responsible mm. or not culpable, because we're not talking about blame there, but like her acknowledgement of the fact that, you know, being, yes, you're right, she's right, you know, you know you've know, you always, I mean, I struggled when we were first together with you being in the public eye and there has been this shift in our, in our profile slightly, and and so yeah, it is it is difficult. And the fact that she is talking about how it impacts on her, but also that you know the analogy of a, a drop in a in a pond and the ripples affect more than just the person they affect. I thought mm. that was quite. Revealing. I do. I do think also some of that. I think will be how she would imagine that they're feeling. I think mm. she might be projecting a bit. And I also think. There are many, many, I mean, because we could easily sit here and feel really guilty about being in the public eye, but actually there's many professions that people, that kids are mortified. Mm. Like if your parent's a teacher or mm. if your parent's, you know, the lollipop lady or if your parent, it's, it, again, it's a rite of passage to be embarrassed by what your parents do. Mm. And I think sometimes Maddie can feel like she's the only one in this situation, but I bet you, I bet you her friends have all got their own little embarrassments about their parents' mm. jobs. It's just ours is more more, obviously, more uh, visible. Um, but, yeah, I, I would agree with everything she says. I would, I would think that all those... I think they are probably a bit a bit taken aback, her friends, because we are... I mean, adults are, aren't they? I mean, I forget. I, sometimes people come up and they talk to me and they talk to me in a really weird way and then I realise or they feel a bit odd because I'm off the telly. Mm. And so I think, why wouldn't a teen think that? Yeah, why wouldn't a, bit... a teen that's a bit dry? But also, I remember when I was a teen... 
desperately worried about what people's parents thought of me and not wanting to be pissed in front of them and not wanting to smell of smoke and all that mm. stuff that she's talking about just happens because you happens with other people's parents. I suppose that is a bit of a shift, though, that's happened in recent years. I mean, maybe that's something that she and Kiki have noticed, is that, by and large, it used to be me and them that felt very unrecognised and you were recognised. Mm. And that has shifted a bit. I mean, when we meet people, you know, say acquaintances who are becoming friends or whatever, and then, I mean, I'm still coming to terms with the idea that people know so much more about me because this strange thing, our social media platforms mm. tell so much of ourselves to the world. Mm. I mean, well, we share a lot. Well, yeah, exactly. So, And that can't be easy for a child. No, no. I do think, going back to my friend as well, that said, listen, when you're embarrassing them, you're doing kind of job. Now, I think there is a fine line about that, with that because you don't want to mortify them, embarrass them every minute. But, for instance, when I post something, and I posted something last night on Instagram that was risque, and I do it on purpose, and I do it on purpose to try and help us all feel less conscious about our bodies or whatever. And the girls didn't say anything about it. And then I said to Maddie, did you see my post? And she said, yes, I did, you know, like a mother. And I said, I just thought I'm going to, I said, but do you think I'm brave? And she went, uh, yeah. I said, because it's really scary to post something like that. And she went, yeah, I do. And she gave it to me. And I think, I think that down the line, yes, you don't want your mum to be doing that, but because I'm doing a piss take, because I'm not standing there sexily clad, I think she gets what I'm doing. She can't absorb it, but somewhere for those girls, I do believe it goes in and they will they will understand, start to understand that you will get to a point in your life where what people think isn't the most important mm. thing in the world because I think that's the hardest thing about being young mm. is giving a shit about what every single person thinks, about every movement, every decision that you make yeah. and to show them you, that there's hope, that there's light at the end of the tunnel, that one day you will care less well, I mean, and is also, a great thing. And also maybe I, I kind of hope the parallel on my side with that in a sense is that, you know, she talked about mental health in there. And I do hope that I do try to, with humour, but also with with meaning and understanding, talk about our mental health conditions across our platforms. Uh, also moving into potentially doing it in a more professional capacity. I do hope that she will recognise across time that whilst it may be embarrassing at times to view the complexity of our family's mental health... Because you're not just you. It's not, well, no, no, we're talking about, yeah, all, yeah. a huge number of members of the family. We're, the, the eventually, likewise, she'll see that as an... It's an act of some form of bravery because one needs to share this stuff. I actually didn't hear any embarrassment in what she said. Really? Uh, I I, I heard kind of a warm affection, actually. Yes, it's probably because she kept saying, but I wouldn't want it indifferent. It doesn't matter. But but again, it's going to be a bit embarrassing Mm. because other people don't talk about their mental health. And that's what we're trying to change. We're trying to change the narrative here that it is actually okay. Mm. You know, if you've got a bad leg, it's okay for you to say it. If you've got a bad mind, you could all right for you to say it. If you're not well, you're not well. It doesn't matter whether it's mind or body. That's what we want to teach them. Yeah. So. Well, should we hear from Carlitos? Let's see if he's willing to throw his mum and dad under the bus. Oh, God, I'm sure he is, <laughs> knowing Carlitos. <laughs> But again, thanks, Maddie. And as I say, listener, we, we don't listen to these voice notes until we Never hear know them. what's coming. So it's always a little bit of a sphincter muscle moment. So if you heard a high-pitched squeak earlier, it was real. There is so many different embarrassing stories, and I, I, it was really hard to choose out of uh, loads, but I chose three. And 
these are just ones that stick in my mind and just make me laugh every time I think of them. Um, because it's not like my parents are embarrassing, but they just do certain things that it's, it's just a bit cringeworthy sometimes. Like, first of all, like when I introduce my friends to my parents, like my mum, or if we give like one of my friends a lift home or something, my mum will be like very talkative and try to become friends with my friends. And it's kind of a bit embarrassing because I, I don't know. It's just, I'm just like, sometimes I don't, I'm just like, mum, shut up. Just let me just, let me talk. You know, I don't know, but it's it just, it's just a little bit embarrassing. Sometimes she'll say things that embarrass me. Like I remember when I took a friend home once, I think it was about a year ago. And we got in the car and we were talking. Uh, she showed us a baby photo of herself. And then she went to say, my mum went to say, oh, that's so cute. Carlitos was a really ugly baby. He had, His nose was squished and he had a peanut-shaped head and all this kind of stuff. And I and I, I was just like, mum, do not say this in front of my friends. It's so embarrassing. But, um, yeah, so they say stuff like that and, and they try and embarrass me like that. Um, another one is... Uh, Nadia actually reminded me of this one. I, I completely forgotten that it happened. Um, I, it was a time where, um, it, like, I think we'd just started secondary, so about year seven, and it was the first parents' evening, and everyone had these, like, in my old school, because it was quite, everyone was quite, um, you know, all the parents were really smartly dressed, and the dads were all in a suit and tie and that kind of stuff, and then my dad comes up, because my dad's, like, it's like he's stuck in a different decade. He's like, he wears chains and necklaces and, and like real, like rocker stuff. But I think that's cool, but others might not. So um, I was, I was kind of really embarrassed. And at the time, I didn't know how offensive this was to him. But I asked, I actually said to my mum, can we just ask the next door neighbour to come to parents evening instead of you guys? Because I don't want, because it's, it's like that school was very, you know, prejudice, and, and it was all about making good first impressions. So I was like, can we just have the neighbour come instead of my parents? I don't know why I actually even said that. And looking back on it now, I would have been so upset if I was my parents. Like, because I don't know why I was just so embarrassed of them. I, I, It might have been my dad's jewellery, I don't know, because he wore, he wore, like, a lot of skulls around his, like, neck and his belt and all that kind of stuff. So I don't know, but... Yeah, I mean, I just remember that's just stuck in my head um, as being an embarrassing moment. And another one I thought of was I was in primary school, I think it was about year six, and I it was sports day, and I asked my mum, well, because they'd always do the mum and dad's race, and I was I was thinking, I, was, I asked my mum not to do the mum's race, um, and she was like, oh, why not? And I said, because your boobs jiggle and you never win. So what's the point? And she, she, I think she got really offended by that. I remember her laughing. But then she, what she did was, I, I didn't see any wrong in it. Um, I do now, obviously, but I didn't at the time. And then she went to work the next day to Good Morning Britain. And she told everyone about it. And they said it on TV. So they said, I, I literally remember the presenter of Good Morning Britain saying, 
Carlitos says that her mum shouldn't run the sport. His mum shouldn't run the sports day because her boobs jiggle and she never wins. And I remember sitting watching telly, watching that, thinking, "Oh my God, she's told her friends that is so embarrassing." I remember that was one of my most embarrassing moments, I think. Um, but I mean, that 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 was that was just like three out of loads because I do love them, but they are embarrassing sometimes. But yeah, that was just a few that I can remember off the top of my head. Oh, oh I remember each one of those, each one of those, because Lisa shared with each me. <laughs> but, you know, Carlitos' dad, Carlos, was because when, when Lisa told me that about the neighbour, I was like, oh, my God, how does Carl feel? And she said, and I always remember this, she said, oh, he was fine with it, he understood. Because, mm. you know, Carl does, you know, he's a singer, He's got big no, skulls no, no, already. But but I just think it's so funny that yeah. Carlitos just thought, oh, I'll just swap him over for the neighbour. I suppose what it, it, <laughs> it's definitely apparent that whatever marks your parents out is different. Yeah. Is, is it feels like a burn be. on your branding yeah, on yeah. you, doesn't it? Now, before we record each episode of our podcast, we ask you to get involved on social media. Hashtag Confessions of a Modern Parent. If you want to get in touch on our Instagram, it's at Nadia Sawala and Family. On Twitter, at Nadia Sawala. And if you're a little bit scared of Nadia and you're a little bit worried that she might tell you off, you can always come to lovely, cuddly old me at, at, on Instagram at Mark underscore Adderley. A-double-D-E-R-L-E-Y. Well, let's have a look at some of the social comments that we've got here. You posted something on Instagram. Um, Taylor says, I feel embarrassed. Embarrassing my kids is payback for all those sleepless nights, <laughs> shipping nappies and Lego. Evil. I like Lego. Um, Jane Rosser, I just laugh and tell them they need to get over it as it isn't going to get any better. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sharon, again, I, I'm getting my own back for what his nana did when I was young, just passing on tradition. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rhoda says, uh, I want to embarrass them more when they tell me I'm, I'm embarrassing. Yeah, I know, I know what, what you mean. mean. Yeah, you I kick something off in me, I yeah. become worse. But it's like when I embarrass you, it's the same thing. I can see you cringing and then I think, well, let's make it even worse. DH584 says, hurts my feelings because you remember how much you used to be there every day. Well, that's exactly what we were saying earlier. But you will get over it. I don't know how how old your teen is, but you get get over it. You do. The Chad says, it makes me feel old. I know what you mean. I mean, the funny thing is, is this idea that parents don't embarrass you when you get older. I think I've probably been as embarrassed, if not more embarrassed, of some of the things that I've heard my mum say and do in her older years as a grown adult Mm. than I was when I was a child. Uh, I do remember my nan would often do the classic of shouting across the street, do you need a wee? That was horrendous. But she used to do this terrible thing that if we were in a supermarket, she was just like Hyacinth Bouquet in that series. If the um, till attendant had BO, she would lean over and say, Oh, no. You do realise I'm saying this for your own good, love, but you're a bit pongy. And I, my skin would blister. My skin would blister. Queen now says nothing because I know they are the embarrassing ones. I'm truly cool. It's good self-esteem there. Uh, Lisa Finch, my daughter made me ill saying I showed her up and hates my laugh from 16 till a couple of years ago. Oh, God. Oh, God. Grace Kelly, uh, Foylan, how we breathe, walk, talk, what emojis we use. <laughs> also embarrassing for our teams. I know even the emoji. I can't believe no. you use that. It's funny because I, I witnessed the girls being excruciatingly embarrassed by how you use tech. Don't they? They get really intolerant, don't they? 
Uh, Nat, my, me and my best mate were so drunk on one night, we played in the playground and my mate got stopped. I, and that, uh, the reason I pulled that comment was it made me think, yeah, alcohol's a big part of it. I mean, if I was a drinker, oh my God, I, I dread to think how embarrassing... I would have been. Oh, God. How much more embarrassing I would have been, because I'm pretty damn stupid as it is. As it is. Um, this is tra-la-la. Totally hurts my feelings. Do they not know how cool I am? Uh, local kids wear their first names on the back of their hoodies. I always like to say hello like I know them. It's so easy to embarrass kids. <laughs> so tra-la-la, you actively go out in search of teens to embarrass. I like that. That's You're calling in trouble there. Uh, Lucy Whedon, uh, I shout, I love you on the school run. They always ignore me, but then they giggle about it afterwards. Exactly, exactly. Um, and there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot of people saying things like it's Molly coddling is one of them. I mean, parents constantly wanting to look after their kids. They, It's like suffocating, isn't it? And that was one of my major problems with my nan. She would overfuss, and it's embarrassing because mm. what that says to the rest of the world is you're a, you're a precious twerp who needs looking after. And you can't function in the world. And you mm. just want them to get off. Mm. And of course, all they're doing is expressing their love. It is though sometimes. Do you not feel like... Every, well, it's not the same for you, but for me. Sometimes I feel like my very being is an embarrassment. Oh, God, Breathing, you. talking, I laughing, thought your being breathing. is an embarrassment. Right, music, music starts to come on and they look at me with wild-eyed panic. Is she going to dance? But darling, you do threaten to do it in the most public of places. I can't help it if I'm happy. It's not about being happy. Yes, it is, actually. I get filled with joy and I want to dance. I'm sorry, but... You joy away from your kids. Darling, I'm sorry. Maybe we should do a whole thing about embarrassment in in (laughs) relationships too. Well, there you go, guys. I think there's only one thing for it. I need to call up to the girls and see if they fancy a McDonald's drive-thru. No, God, they do. They got under the seat. They're so embarrassed. <laughs> you know, okay, well, yes, all right, fair enough. Yeah, uh, uh, much, uh, right, what do you want? What did you say? What yeah, did no, you say? It's not an intolerance so of the person. Tense. It's just that no, I get no, really stressed ask. with you lot. Yeah. And the same in the cinema. I know, I don't know what it is. It's really terrible. It's like, I'll and work, the same mate. in a... Well, that's it for this episode of Confessions of a Modern Parent. If you'd like to comment on any of the topics we've discussed today, we'd love you to get in touch and use the hashtag Confessions of a Modern Parent. If you want to find me on Twitter, it's at Nadia Sawala. And on Instagram, it's at Nadia Sawala and family. And if you fancy getting in touch with me, it's at Mark underscore Adderley. Thank you so much for listening. If you like the show, please subscribe, rate and review, tell your friends and get involved. And you can hear more episodes of Confessions of a Modern Parent on Global Player or wherever you get your podcasts. Bye. Ta-da! <laughs>